Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends gather around to talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and joined as always are my friends, uh, are by my friends, Bill. Hi, guys. And TJ. Oh, I'm wearing red. You are wearing red. I don't own many red shirts i don't know if i own a single red shirt now i don't think about it own one red shirt ryan you used to wear a red independent shirt when we were little you did wow really yeah you also you also wore a dark blue independent shirt with a little logo like said independent with a little thing Hmm. yeah yeah, well, that's your whole wardrobe the blue blue shirt said independent across chest and had the red shirt just had the logo in the center interesting interesting i knew i wore a ton of element a ton of skate clothes, ton of skateboarding clothes, yeah. which Bill, you've been you've been you've become quite the skateboarder. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> extremely mediocre. Like if if I were showing like a four year old who's never seen a skateboard before what I could do, they'd be they, pretty they'd impressed. Be pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we've got uh, an exciting show. We've got uh, uh, an interview coming up. Uh, but first, we want to talk about some invincible related news. We've got some listener letters. But to top it off, I want to talk, um, got to remind everybody that if you want to be a part of the show, we love feedback. We love, you know, questions being written in topics you want us to talk about. You can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, our new intro was done by um, uh, Cameron Kennedy with music by Wyatt Lane. Uh, if you're not, you should go to YouTube and check out the intro because it's amazing. Uh, you should w- have just listened to it. You heard it. You definitely heard it, but you might not have seen it if you're not mm, uh, if you're not oh, watching seen it. it. Yeah, yeah, seen yeah. It. You got to check it out. Um, you can find the website theinvinciblepodcast.com for our uh, you know lists of our episodes, some uh, a handy reading guide if you're starting to discover Invincible and all the tie-ins and so on. Uh, we not only do a podcast about Invincible, but TJ, it's time. It's almost time. Lorenzo it's is tweeting about time. it. One week the, from today, we are the Oblivion Song recording. podcast as well. One week from today. From when we're recording. Yes. yes. Today yeah. is Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion Song returns this coming Wednesday, if you're listening to this now, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the ninth. Uh, the new issue comes out, which is the first of the last six issues of Oblivion Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue 31. Now is a great time to catch up. If you haven't, it's going to be fucking crazy. TJ and Bill, are you guys planning a reread? Because I kind of want to reread. Yeah, it's super quick to reread, too. Like, yeah. it's not anything that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, maybe we'll go, like, uh, trade paperback at a time or something. Oh, I don't, I don't mean, like, for the podcast, which we can talk about that after. But I mean, like, to I'm lead up to next week. I'm 100% percent rereading Yeah, I'm, I'm rereading it before next Wednesday. Yeah, yes. I need. I, I definitely am. All right, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Um, uh, new episode will be shortly after the release of the issue. Typically, we go... The Friday after, and I think we're sticking we're, to that. We're aiming for that. Bill's going to be out of town, but we might try a, uh, a yeah. long-distance recording. Be, I'm going to be in Cape Cod, so it's so going to be... Bill and I discussed yesterday that he's just going to record at Cape Cod, so there's that. Yeah. All right. Well, if it's not live on Friday, <laughs> something happened. Something <laughs> happened. Bill, uh, there was a I shark attack. I got a whale on the whale watch. Yeah, or a shark. Yeah. One Keep an eye out on our Twitter. We'll update you. Hey, so for those of you watching on, on YouTube, you've noticed my background has changed. That's my right. setting. That's right. So, we got to call yeah. that out. 
Yeah, uh, so you, well, I have some some of my alien action figures over here. These are Walking Dead comic books. Mm-hmm. There are also some on that side of the window. Mm-hmm. Some, and then that's the kid's uh, chalkboard some, back there. Some pretty uh, low number Walking Deads. Those are some good ones there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's which, so are, it's, which it's, are like the era that we're in right now with Walking Dead Deluxe. And it's so fun rereading that era. It's been so long since I read like prison stuff and everything. Oh, oh dude. Woodbury. Low number, low number as in Boba's mad. The, as in the lowest numbers. Yes. As in as in early <laughs> issues, not low numbers as, as in, in low grades, bad <laughs> grades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we want to kick off the episode um, by also bringing up. Uh, spoilers because we've got an email that I'm going to read right now and then we'll talk more about spoilers after this email. All right. So this says, uh, this is from Josh. It says, Hey guys, name's Josh brand spanking new fan here. I've never heard of invincible before the show came out. A few friends were going nuts about it. And by the time I looked into it, the first season was already finished. I binged in two days and can confidently say that I haven't seen a show so good since breaking bad 13 years ago, which, which wait, 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 by the way, like, Breaking Bad came out 13 years ago, right? Didn't it end 13 years ago, right? No, it definitely did not end 13 yeah. years ago. Okay, that that made me panic for season a second. one. <laughs> yeah, see, I I believe season one came out 13 years ago. That sounds about right. Okay, so Breaking Bad ended five years ago. <laughs> Man, no, was it eight season? We'll no look it up. That. We'll look it up later. What but up? that confused me. I was jonesing so hard for more invincible content, but I'm avoiding the comic because I don't want to meld my experiences together. So instead decided to go to another source, you guys. I wasn't surprised to find a podcast that was talking about the show, but I was surprised to find a podcast solely dedicated to Invincible with 100 episodes already under their belt. And I applaud your perseverance. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a few things that I don't see a lot of people talking about. Episode 7. It's incredible. The tension they build throughout it is fantastic, unrivaled. I was standing while watching it, and it was still somehow on the edge of my seat. But what's most interesting (laughs) to me is that the episode uh, is the most classic textbook season finale for any other anime, superhero property, etc. Dad has powers, son gets powers, learns to use them, and then teams up with Dad to take down a big monster who has the dad on the ropes. Such a good subversion of expectations. He talks more about episode seven and episode eight, but he goes on to say, I don't even know where I'm going with this email anymore. The show is just stellar. 10 out of 10. Can't wait for season two. I just needed to gush to people who would truly understand and appreciate it. Congrats on 100 episodes and go thank Kirkman because he earned you guys a new fan. Cheers. So may I take it away, TJ? Of course, TJ. So Kirkman said when we interviewed him, he said that he they built this show for people who haven't read the comic and for people who have read the comic and we've read the comic, like you said, a hundred fucking episodes. It's all we talk about. And we were surprised through throughout the entire series, literally every episode we were gasping and we were talking about like how all the changes that they made and they were all positive changes. Not that the comic isn't good. Watching the show, some could argue is spoiling the comic for you. Go read the comic. Please go read the comic. And it's, I love that you found us because you didn't want to read the comics, so you found us as that source. We love you, but we're not that source for you. I mean, yeah. we're going we're to talk about spoilers, and we'd rather you get that quote-unquote spoiler, even though it's not a spoiler, from the actual comic itself, yeah. rather than you hear us talk about the spoilers, because yeah. we're going to be talking about it. We are full spoilers. Yeah. Here's, so wanna... Go read the comic, and then come back and let, watch all our stuff and be <laughs> our biggest fans. So I, I have two trains of thought. If... Mm-hmm. 
if someone had found the Invincible animated show and not read the comic book and there were three seasons out and then the next season was coming out like the next year, yeah. I would say hold out, watch the show. You're, 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 you're the a comic. fan of the of the show first. Yeah. Like you're this deep into it. Sure, but I get it. Listen, there's so it's it's going to be a long time before we get season two. And there's it. The comic is perfect. It is so good. And mm-hmm. to TJ's point, all it does is it just makes this whole thing mesh so yeah. well together. You can um, read all of Invincible over the course of the next few months, and then by the time season two comes out, you will have forgotten forgotten a lot. You know what I mean? Like you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, yeah. But I wanted to get that email up front just in case you know uh, uh, Josh is still listening to us and. Uh, you know, he hasn't so, dis- he hasn't discovered that we do talk spoilers and we do make it clear at the beginning of the episode. We do not want to spoil this comic for you. Um, go check out, you know, follow along with the new reader episodes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we will say that all of our episodes about the, the, the animated series, the episode to episode reviews were spoiler free. But we're at a point now where, you know, catering to or talking to people and being spoiler free He's talking to a shrinking audience. Once you've read the comic, you know, people are looking for more conversation. They want to talk about it. They want to gush about it in, in that way. So that's kind of where we're, where, you know, what we're going for. What are we going to say, Bill? Uh, I was just going to say, do you guys want to take a vote right now? And should he or should he not read the comic? Oh, no, we all agree, right? Read like, the comic? Yeah, read absolutely. The comic. Read the comic. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, Bill. And I've always been one for that. I mean, I can't think of many examples right now, but I know Harry Potter. I did that. Um, uh, what else? There's been other like, adaptations so, where I wanted to watch the movies or the show first. And then I went Game of Thrones. I definitely did that, but then ended up deciding not reading the books because now I don't know if the books are going to ever finish. Um, but I, I, I get the train of thought and I am absolutely uh, understanding of that. But, you know, from our point of view, knowing that it's going to be a while before the next seasons and everything, like, read the books. It's been a lot of fun. uh, His name is Josh? Yes. So my question to Josh is this. Have you ever read something and then watched the movie or TV show and thought to yourself, man, that movie was so good, I wish I hadn't read it first? Uh... I I don't want to be devil's advocate here, but everyone that read Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, every time a season or episode would end, they'd be like, or a movie uh, in the Harry Potter series. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good, but man, the book was way better, and that's I couldn't really saying. enjoy it. No, 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 it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Have you ever read something first and then watched the movie and thought, man, I wish I hadn't read it first oh. to ruin the movie for me? Oh, no. Well, I mean, you it the movie, uh, if anything, ruins the the original content but, well or vice versa and he I loves he the show so ways. much yeah he loves the show so much that he doesn't want the comic to be better than the show and then ruin the show for him like but the reason why there is a show yeah is because of the comic and how good it is yeah, yeah. but you could say the same thing about the walking dead like the walking dead show is not nearly as good as the comic book and i feel like if you watched the first season of The Walking Dead and you were blown away and then read all the trades, you'd be like, Our, fuck uh, that show someone we, know, someone we know, Mark, he actually uh, did that. He watched Walking Dead completely and started reading Walking Dead with Walking Dead Deluxe a couple months ago from the beginning. And so yeah. he is someone who enjoyed The Walking Dead and now he's reading the comic like 
this is all new to him and he's experiencing it. So would he, maybe he's someone who will get the most out of both experiences. Yes. But I would argue that the show does not spoil the comic for Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, all right. We're going to move on here. Now, I want to jump into news. I wanted to get that email up front, though, because, again, we're entering spoiler territory from this point on. Um, you know, it could happen. We're not blatantly, you know, spoiling things, but, you know, there's things that will come up, names that are coming up. We mentioned things with uh, uh, Jeff Allen. You know, there's things that could be said. So you have been warned. All right. Some Invincible related news. Um, check out Maven's uh, YouTube channel. They've posted another maybe two since um, our last recording. They're continuing to do the key animation videos where they do the before and after and kind of, you know, uh, what the key animatics look like before the final, um, you know, has been completed, you know, and that's been a lot of fun watching those. Uh, Skybound has done a couple more things with uh, Comics Vault Live, um, put up some more Invincible. I know the Black Foil went live. Uh, none of us were able to get one. Um, wasn't there other Invincible comics on Comics Vault Live, TJ? Maybe a hundred. Uh, they've been doing some, some hundred yeah. variants. No, uh, yeah. Skybound put up some new Burger Mart merch. They brought back the Burger Mart merch, uh, including an apron and the um, uh, what are those called? Hats. Like visor. Visors. There's visor another hats. word for a visor. Bill, what are those called? A visor. There's no. Is it a visor? No. Yeah, it's just it's a, a visor. visor. Mm. Visor hat. Mm. Okay, visor hat. I don't believe it. Um, my God, uh, Ryan Otley's sketches for the CGC sketch thing. That Angstrom Levy one with yeah. the Infinity Gauntlet. Pronounced Levy. It's pronounced Levy. Dude, TJ, come Levy. on. I'm going to correct you every time. I get, I, you know what? I, I got my own desk here now. Bill, you have your own little setup. Like, we need to start mm -hmm. having, like, jars. Like, like swear jars like swear or something jars. like that. Where every time we yeah. mispronounce something, we catch each other on it. And then that person, when it gets to a certain amount, has to buy everyone else pizza. Um, yes, the Angstrom Levy one was incredible. That one was so good. I, I loved it. Um, but those are really great over on his Twitter. Um, I actually tweeted out to Diamond, uh, the ones uh, uh, making the action figures, because I was like, hey, you know, uh, early report said summer slash June. And so I asked if uh, they were still on track and they said, yep, still slated for summer 2021, but there's been delays. So expect it towards the later end of summer, most likely. So if you were thinking June-ish for those action figures, maybe set expectations for august september ish we'll see though but just wanted to let everybody know that might not have seen that tweet exchange um because i'm super excited for those and i can't wait to get them and we can do it a little unboxing and everything like that uh and then last thing that just came out today was uh uh ryan otley and donny cates uh uh teamed up for hulk tj so we i talk all the time about how much I love Donny Cates. Mm -hmm. I love Donny Cates. What does Donny Cates do? He does Redneck and he does Crossover. Oh, okay. Okay. He did uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. He did that Thanos, which I'm not a Marvel Th guy. Oh, and it was Th awesome. Thanos is incredible. Um, Those things were really good. Yeah. Oh, man, old Country. He, he's done or, so old. Yeah. Um, is it called Old country? country? No. Uh, God Country. Sorry, I had to turn it. <laughs> he's done so many great things. He's such yeah. a good writer. And honestly, he's he's been one of my favorite writers, like, I don't know, for the past couple of years. And the fact that he's fucking teaming up with Ryan Otley. Yeah. And the fact that Ryan Otley is doing 
Hulk. It's not just like Spider-Man. It's it's. I feel like he's going to get back to his like. I it will won't say, be as bloody I'm, as Invincible, I'm, I'm, I, but I, it's going to be destruction. It's going to be mayhem, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. Can't I'm very wait. optimistic. I am hopeful for it. I got to say though, I'm nervous because. The same thing happened with Spider-Man. It's a match made in heaven. Ryan Otley and Spider-Man. And issue one, this is going to be an issue one. And Spider-Man kind of got away from me with the writing and everything like that. Um, and the, you know, the marvelness of it that they do. I'm I'm not sure whether or not this is going to be kind of standalone or its own thing or, or what. But um, can I say but Donny Cates, man? I mean, the writing Donny is. Cates. I know. I know. They, they, so earlier today you were like, oh, he did this and this was OK. Like Thanos, it was in canon, and it was yeah. Phenomenal. But it's also not you don't need to know anything else. Spider Man mm-hmm. became the point where you kind of need to know a little bit more. Well, and maybe I also, you don't need to. I, I feel know, like I haven't read Thor or Venom yet. He also did those, you know, and I know that those kind of spanned the universe a little bit too and affected things. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I'm, guys, opt- I'm optimistic. Guys, my, my expectations are so high, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be. I mean, Maybe it's I'm still the Hulk. Not to, it's not to like, hates. not to, you know, throw shade, but I'm not throwing shade. I think that it's an amazing opportunity and, and Otley just continues to make a name for himself, which is fantastic because eventually he's going to circle back and go and do an independent book, which I can't wait for because yeah. that shit's going to be amazing. But did you see how cool he's got stuff um, coming out? So, so they, they released that. a little, a little, mm-hmm. um, tease. Yeah, the, the picture and it's Hulk punching something over and over again and his knuckles are bloody and there's like green, green blood and it looks like it, it, that's it, the thing Marvel has gotten a little bit more uh, mature with that stuff and we'll see how much they let Otley loose on that kind of thing you know we'll see mm-hmm. that's exciting though <clears throat> uh, we got a couple more emails that we want to get to before our uh, main topic with Jeff Allen so TJ you want to take it away I got mine ready. Or Bill, either one. Yeah, I got got mine ready. Um, Hello, gentlemen. uh, This is from uh, friend Luke. I think Luke's written him to the podcast before, right? Luke Lizalde. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Congrats on another great episode. I have a few comments I want to share. Number one, nice hearing from Brittany and Liz. It was also nice to put a face to the voice. Bill, how did you and Liz meet? At what age should I let my kids watch Invincible? Um, so I met Liz when I was in high school. I believe I was a freshman. I'm now 34 years old. Um, and you should watch your kids let season one of Invincible. I mean, Riker's 10 and I'm fine with, but I'm also fine with gore. Like, I don't really care about gore. The only thing that I don't let my kids watch is like sexual things. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty subjective. What do you guys, I mean, you guys don't have kids, but what would you think? The world has changed, man. I mean, even when I was a kid, I mean, we talked about this yeah. before, but when I was a kid, like I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons because of how they talked to their parents. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would sit there at five years old and watch Freddy Krueger with my dad. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I think it's. I think Riker is. Your your oh. son Riker is yeah. a great kid. Not going to affect them. Like, yeah. Riker, Riker is smart. You know your kids. You I know mean, your yeah. kids. I feel yeah, like initially my reaction would be 10 is too young. But it is borderline. You know, I I think, you know, even 13 is like, okay, yeah, definitely 13. And then 10 is not too far off. That's only a few years. And so I guess at that, at that age, it depends on the kid. You know, like, you know, use your best judgment. When it if comes I to were that. 10, I would absolutely want to watch Invincible. Yeah. And I would love it. So I know that Rob Zeta 
watched oh, with his son. His son's his younger, son's right? Pretty young. Yeah. yeah, I think it's okay though. I, 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 I mean, I again, it, it, it depends. Yeah. You know your children. It's, it's up to your better judgment. Remy bought a. Well, we bought Remy a. It's a stuffy. It's a stuffed animal. It's a white tiger, and Liz asked her what she wanted to name it, and she said Amber. <laughs> and she was like Amber, like, and then Remy, and Remy, my six-year-old was like, "Yeah, from Invincible, Amber." And we're like, "All right, cool." So the tiger's name is Amber. So yeah, my six-year-old has also watched Invincible again. I don't, I honestly don't think that it's that inappropriate. The gore is like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cartoon. It's animated. It's, like it's now, it's definitely for adults. But yeah. can you watch? Can children watch adult things some it's, kids it's, can't some kids can't they'd be like i don't want to watch this my kids are like i don't i don't they're super desensitized to that kind of stuff so again, question. completely subjective yeah whatever you feel is right no i obviously i went as low as six i don't think remy watched episode eight though to be completely honest or seven mm-hmm. um but again whatever you think yeah uh so number two I enjoyed your conversation about voice castings. I thought I would throw in my two cents. The most annoying voice is Robot's voice when he becomes young Rexplode. Uh, Ross Marquand mm-hmm. uh, sounds like a younger version of Super Dave Osborne slash Bob Einstein speaking at a higher pitch with a scratchy throat. My favorite is Rexplode. Jason Mantezukis, uh seems to have made Rexplode a universal fan favorite. Fucking the smirk. I, I wasn't even looking at DJ Smirk. <laughs> said he got a stupid smirk. <laughs> uh, honorable mention uh, is Machine Head. Cecil is the most surprising voice. I had expected an older voice to play Cecil, um, but Walton Goggins has pleasantly surprised me. Ryan, I love your idea of Ed Harris playing Cecil. You're spot on. That thanks. was my idea. Thanks, thanks Luke. Thanks, people Luke. stop saying that. It was, it was my fucking idea. It was my casting. It was my casting. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, uh, Brittany and Liz, you should start a companion podcast to the Invincible podcast. Ryan, TJ, and Bill can do guest appearances <laughs> on it. Uh, best Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> oh, sorry, Bill. That is funny because it comes <laughs> up. It comes up with Jeff as well. Just go. Yeah, I even said it. Like, go back and listen to episode. It was you. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't well, say. It. I agree. I agree, but. Yeah. What you got, TJ? Uh, Jacob Goodhart writes in and says, Hello again, Invincible Podcast. Sorry I didn't write an email for the last episode you guys did. Just don't let it happen again. (laughs) Oh, Oliver, you bitch. Oh. Is he okay? Yeah, he's just begging for attention. (laughs) He's knocking shit over. He's just like rubbing on shit and knocking my shit over. Uh, Love the new intro. Still waiting for compendium compendium number two. The last one was lost to the postal service gods, but I've read Tech Jacket in the meantime, and it's a super cool story, and I'm a little sad that Kirkman never returned to it. I hope we get to see him in the Invincible cartoon. I could see see him tying Zack's origin into the show by having it happen in the show itself, but I could see maybe a season or two of a series given length of of the story. Mm Mm-hmm. I've also read Oblivion Song, thanks to your mention of it, and I've enjoyed the first two volumes of it. So I'll probably check out your podcast. Uh, I'll probably check out your podcast on that in time, too. My question is, do you think they'll give Mark a scar after his second fight with Conquest? 
While we've seen that most Viltrumites heal from seemingly almost anything, Conquest himself has a nasty scar over his eye. So it shows that they can be hurt permanently. I think it'd be a good reminder for Mark, especially given how grave the world was wound. for him. What? How grave the wound was for him. The grave, the wound was for him. Thank you. Not to mention, I think it would make his look after the battle with longer hair, beard, and torn up costume, one of my favorite looks for him, more striking with a big scar across his abdomen that's visible because of the hole he made in Mark's costume. See you guys in 500 years or less, probably. Jacob Goodhart. Aw. That's a sweet ending. Never thought much about uh, that's Viltrumite scars. That's a super loophole. That's that's because I don't as, think so. Because I immediately figured out the headcanon in my head, and I'm okay, okay with it. Let me let me try to figure it out. So Craig has a fake eye with a really wicked scar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Conquest was damaged by a Ragnar. Mm-hmm. Right, there was a flashback where Ragnar ripped his face, and that's what caused it. Mm-hmm. So was maybe that laced? Are there claws laced with something, Ryan, in your headcanon? That my headcanon was actually that it was being injured during the uh, scourge virus while having the scourge virus. But Mark, Mark had the scourge virus in him but, too. But was he injured during? The, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like, wasn't his healing back in in shape? He well, you're right. He never got like fucked up. Like he got wow, the virus he and then recovered. Right. I mean, during yeah. the recovery, he busted up his hand. But at that point, he was still healing. I don't know. I guess in my mind, uh, that image of Battle Beast, or I'm sorry, of um, Conquest being attacked was, well, he was affected by the Scourge virus. But it wasn't, was it? It was just Ragnar's. Oh, just Ragnar's. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, that's we're going to have to ponder on that. And so ask guess, Robert Kirkman I a couple years from now. They can get scars. Speed Racer's twin did it, I bet. Uh, I don't know what that means. What is that from? Just meaning that Robert Kirkman will probably make oh, something up on the spot. Space Racer. Space Racer's twin. Speed Racer, what are you thinking? Bill, <laughs> Bill and I are like, Speed Racer, where is TJ going with hey, this? Speed Maybe Robert racer. Kirkman put Speed Racer in there too. You know, you know he would. Know. He would. He'd love <laughs> he it. He would. He, he loves Speed would. Racer. All right. Thank you all for the emails. Remember, you can email us if you would like to ask us questions to make us ponder and think uh, at uh, the Invincible Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to go now to our uh, our main topic, our uh, chat with uh, the supervising director of the Invincible animated series, Jeff Allen. All right, here we are with uh, our supervising director of Invincible, Mr. Jeff Allen. Thank you and welcome to the show. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, boys. Great to see nice you. Touch. I'm a nice touch. So, Jeff, I have uh, a, a question that's been running through my head pretty much all day. So, we know what a director does, but a supervising director, like what, in a nutshell, to us laymen's, what, what is a supervising director and how does it differ from like a, a general director, I guess. You mean with like live action and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, basically I, it's kind of like a showrunner except without the being the head writer, you mm-hmm. know, it's like 
I'm, I'm directing the entire show. I'm directing the directors who are directing their storyboard artists. Wow. Uh, but I'm also working with the directors and sometimes with the storyboard artists, you know, on the entire show. Also directing, uh, being in charge of approvals of props and backgrounds. And uh, what are those other things called? Characters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, if I had any notes for Corey, it was like, you know, it, it, it had better have been a good note. You know, I remember <laughs> I said, add some dimension to kill, uh, kill Cannon's fingers on his, get, on his gun. And he was like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's Mike Mignola. I, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. No, no, no. That's cool. I was going to ask what, um, uh, like, Working with Corey, I mean, you're you're working with someone who literally designed and created these characters. That's got to be pretty cool. I mean, it's you know, like you were just saying, like having having someone to bounce ideas off of that know these characters better than anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he he's he's awesome. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, That's... but uh, yeah, he's he's also extremely scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he'll sit in a in a in a meeting, you know, and and usually Robert said this before too, you know, like Corey is always right. It's like my wife, <laughs> you know, he's always right. And you know, if if like if it's the the littlest thing, like there's just a, a ray gun that those uh, purpley aliens were carrying when they're sneaking through the ship, and Battle Beast jumps out at the end there. Uh, you know, and it was this 50 style ray gun prop that the prop okay. designer drew. I said, I kind of like it. And he said, Are you serious? I'm like, No, <laughs> no it's pretty bad. Who <laughs> 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 said that? What? Who said that? And, um, and then Corey ended up draw drawing those little creamsicle laser guns that looked really cool and yeah. simple. And it, it, yeah. It I remember his, reading a lot in the back uh, of, of, you know, the hardcovers and stuff like that. of you know, even Ryan Otley talking about, you know, we just couldn't get the look for this character right, so we just gave it to Corey, and Corey just knocked it out, and look at this. You know what I mean? So he, he just kind of, yeah. he's just crazy like that. So you you actually started off as a storyboard artist, right? In your yes, career? storyboard revisionist on Jumanji, the animated series. Back. Which I watched. Uh, I remember so that. That was Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Oh, no. Was it, it was actually this UPN, which uh, was... Uh, UPN, right? It was, was, it was Channel 13 out here in LA. And um, it, I think it was Paramount, United Paramount Network. And they took over Channel 13 out here, just like Fox had taken over uh, Channel 11. And so they had their morning block. And yeah, yeah. it was these giant lima bean head, and, yeah. you know, ever Texas <laughs> uh, characters. But that show was really fun to work on because, you know, uh, it was great because. Like I would tend to make action sequences more actiony and endings more impactful and epic, and mm -hmm. so the directors on that show, you know, it was it was great because they would just go, "I need a guy to clean up this sequence," and you know, everybody would just, "Oh yeah, I could do it, I could do it." It wasn't like everybody had their crews; it yeah. was just like everybody working for these three directors, and and. They were, you know, like, oh, I want that one kid, tall kid, you know, with the long hair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and uh, he said, punch up this ending for me. You know, the the, the sun, the, the ray of light, like, 
goes through the magnifying glass and blows up the blimp. And so I, I went ape shit on it. So <laughs> it's okay. You uh, can swear. Yeah, you can yeah, swear. Yeah, yep. Do it up. Uh, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of storyboard, yeah, so anyway, that, that was how I got my start, and and uh, and then I got bumped up to storyboard artist eventually, and uh, yeah, I really honed my craft on Dragon Tales, which I did not watch, but which I had a fan, uh, we're all fans I, of I, I had it. I had a uh, I had a, uh, a a brother in my life who was much younger that uh, watched it, so I was I, I had seen my share of Dragon Tales when it wasn't for my age demographic, but still, and that was you were you were directing at that point. No, 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 no. Actually, oh, I was really? still revising on that. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up, but we did we did like to revise and like have the beheaded dragons, you know, laying. <laughs> On the uh, yeah, on the little post, <laughs> and uh, it got really graphically uh, violent. And and my supervising director on that, uh, Tim Elder, he put a book together at the end of the season and put all of me and and Mike Wachowski, That's... my buddy, we worked on that together. All of our all of our violent uh, <laughs> murderings of the dragons and the two little kids into a book. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And you know what? All those kids are old enough now that they would probably get a, 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 a That's you know, awesome. have, a, have a blast with that book. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have it somewhere. It's in the garage. That's but, so uh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, speaking of storyboarding, though, so we're curious about how the directing actually works on an animated show. So for like live action directing, they're choosing the shot. And like right then and there, where the camera goes, and you know what the actors are doing, what they're saying, how they're moving. How does that work after storyboarding? Because is the director completely a part of all the storyboarding for that for that episode, and then they stay with it through the animation period? Or, well, yeah, uh, what happens is they stand over the storyboard artist's shoulder and they say, "Now go to a close up." <laughs> <laughs> then do a note down with your pencil. No, uh, yeah, that's no. Um, what we do is we have like a handout. Like the first, the director and I will talk. We'll meet and say about where this episode fits into the whole grand scheme of things, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, talk about the feel of it. Like 106 was like basically a horror film. You know, yeah, uh, the whole D.A. Sinclair part. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll have the handout with the storyboard artists, either all together or just individually, you know. And, um, like, I remember vividly uh, the handout with uh, Will and Mike Rakowski for the whole end fight between the two characters, <laughs> Bob and Earl, forget their names, Omni-Man and Mark. Uh -huh. and, uh, <laughs> and I remember telling Mike, don't just do an A, B, repeat of Omni-Man hitting him, you know? Yeah. I want different punches each time. Uh, I was drunk at the time, no. <laughs> Which, you know um, what, just real quick, one-off, I noticed that, like, when he's punching him and he goes like, I'll just make another, and he goes back to punching, like, they yeah. could have just literally done like, same frame over and over again, like the same TIE fighter coming into the screen over and over again, yeah, but yeah. it was different, and it made it feel more organic, so I appreciate shit like that, thank you. <laughs> oh sure yeah well appreciate mike's hard work and i mean that guy that guy put everything into that and then the animators 
fucking just made it even more. And, you know, and I mean, if you compare the animatic to that animation, it's very similar. But there are times when, you know, like working in the past on on many shows, you got the best boards in the world and they're not animated. You know, Mm -hmm. like something happened. So that's got to be that's got to and that kind of falls on the director, you, right? Where it's like, all right, so this didn't look right. This is what we were going for in the boards. And then maybe you have to talk to the storyboard artist to be like, okay, so the animators couldn't tell what you were doing here. Or you have to talk to the animators and say, hey, the storyboard artist was actually going for this. Is that kind well, of... Usually, yeah, usually what happens is once it gets animated, it's like, okay, you got like four tries at retakes, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you need to look at the storyboard and you need to do this again. Because the timing's all wrong, uh, the you know the eye line is wrong, you know mm-hmm. the the time. You know, there there was one mistake, like it was a minor mistake um, mm-hmm. that we retook. It was when Red Rush is you know basically saving uh, War Woman in the beginning, oh, yeah. fight, mm-hmm. and War Woman you know is swinging her mace, and Omni Man is ducking the mace and coming up to punch, and Red Rush does this. But the timing of, of it was was all wrong. It, I don't even know how wrong it was, but it was wrong. It's like, how could this be wrong? And, um, you know, they got it like that. You know, we just told yeah. them, hey, you know, it's supposed to be this is what's happening. For, for whatever reason, you know, if they're just like, like not in this case, because this case, that whole sequence was done so expertly, you know, mm-hmm. but usually it's just like, you know, uh, they're. I can't speak for them, you know, if they're rushing through it or or if they're just doing it technically, you know, and not yeah. feeding it. It happens. You know? yeah. And that, that is a lot. To, uh, you you bring up such an interesting thing to think about because I didn't ever think about it. I thought that once you storyboard it and you give it to the animators, you're like, okay, well, I trust you, and now it's going to be done. But does animation take so long, not because it's the process of drawing it, because it's that can be done, but it's from revising it as well? like to make sure that it's so perfect yeah you know i mean retakes can take take a bit of time but um Mm -hmm. that's all built into the schedule you know that's great i just never would have thought that like you could do a retake in an animated show but (laughs) it makes sense yeah yeah i mean yeah it's an it's an it's a normal process uh but uh for for example uh the original guardians versus the maulers uh, sequence uh, at, at the end of the whole White House uh, part of uh, uh, 101 was completely different. There was uh, Martian Man wrapped around the Maulers. Um, who was it? Uh, Red Rush ran around the Maulers so uh-huh. fast that they spun up into the air and huh. they twirled in the air and then. Um, Green Ghost flew in, grabbed Martian Man, pulled him free, and the Maulers were just spinning in the air. And then Aquarius shoots his water spray at him. And, um, yeah. And it was weird, man. And it just didn't, it didn't, it, just it didn't wasn't feel right. Working. But yeah. the thing, it, it, it went through. It got approved by, you know, all the big, big wigs, you know, Robert Simon, um, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon, and, I was like, okay, because I came in a little uh, late, right? Production had already started. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And by the time I came in, you know, it was like, whoa, shit, here we go. Let's go. Dive in, yeah. start working. 
and um, so so that episode was in production um, without me, and you know, but it was going through all the, the correct uh, paces, you know, getting approved, and mm-hmm. but apparently, you know, uh, it got approved without really being approved, and so when it came back animated, that was when. Um, you know, which is kind of a first for me where we have to redo an entire sequence that's already yeah. been made. And, you know, uh, so and it is what, what, it, what you see now. And it was like, but in order to do that, you know, the animators have to stop what they're working on, you know, like episode five, mm-hmm. and they have to go on to this. And so then wow. episode five, certain part of episode five will now suffer a little bit. Because, uh, you know, you got to take those people off of that and make sure and this is so important. It's the first episode. It's the Guardians kicking ass. Yeah. And uh, opening and scene of the first episode. Are, are yeah. you are, are you guys feeling as ignorant as I was? Like, just draw it and finish it already. <laughs> I mean, this whole year of us like learning more about how animation is 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 done is is, you know, really surprising to us. And is, is you know, enlightening the uh, um what I was going to say, so that really just goes to show how solid the script needs to be and the writing and everything, because, you know, there's no changes to that, really. I mean, I th- want to say it was Robert Kirkman during our, our chat with him. I want to say he said, that, like, no, by the time it gets that far, like, it's not like you guys could have been. All right, well, let's let's change out this scene in the middle of 101 and completely write out this character and, and put this character in. Like, by then, it's like, whoa, because you're just talking about a fight scene. You know, yeah. in, the, in, in the beginning of an episode, I can't imagine something like so. It's not like you're not doing crazy cutting, you know, and, and editing at that point. It's more just making it happen. It's 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 weird because like yeah. with live action, it's like you're doing the filming part. You're making it come to life. Yeah, it's it, in this case, it's it's it was the original interpretation, one's interpretation of they fight. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. Guardians kick Mahler's yeah. ass in a cool, weird way. Teamwork. I, I, I don't remember I exactly love... what was written in there, but um, it might have been written out like that. But, yeah. you know, it was it was that interpretation that uh, just didn't sell the idea of everybody working as a team. You know, yeah. um, that was one of the first things that another... that really got us too at the at the end of that fight was just seeing how capable all the guardians were were. and and each of their abilities and how they each fight. Mm -hmm. And I think that was so important too, given how the episode ends, you needed to know that these people, that the, the, these heroes were so capable and all their different, the ways they fight. Cause if the first time we see Aquarius uh, shoot water out of his hands would have been the end. That would Aquarius. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is that another one? Is that another one? Yes. We no, no, it is no. So- I say I. It is Aquarius. I just said it wrong. <laughs> no, Aquarius. I would say Aquarius. Oh no. Yeah. I see, uh, yeah. I think we said Aquarius. I, I flipped a coin I, I and it came up. Came up wrong. People. You know, on the show, I would correct them. You know, all the time. You know, oh I'm my god. Like, We're the worst. Aquarius. Voltramite. Yeah. We're the Kirk- worst. Kirkman. Sequence. Kirkman has corrected us on a ton that we say wrong. So we'll yeah. take oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah! I asked Corey, like, "Is it left or Levy?" Yes, that was a big one for us. Yeah, I I saw. Yeah, (laughs) that one. The um, (laughs) but uh, 
basically all I was saying was that it, that's why it, it, it worked that I'd, I wouldn't have wanted to see him shoot water out of his hands for the first time fighting Omni-Man because that would have been like, well, oh wait, so yeah. he can do that? And then all of a sudden I'm taken out of it. So that that fight managed to show us a lot of what, as well as being really, really cool and uh, made the end even better. Do so. though, I mean, you, you've, Jeff, you've worked on a lot of shows, um, The Avengers, the, the animated show The Avengers. So like, do you find that those kinds of passions? What was that? I said, yeah, the bad one. Because <laughs> no. um, when I was on Avengers, you know, it was like every time Marvel would post a, a YouTube clip, EMH was better. Earth's Mightiest Heroes was Earth's better. Earth's Heroes. Shit. EMH was better. I was like, yeah, I know. Okay. for kids. Ape in the movies, but we're trying to have fun, man. Come on, yeah, guys. yeah. Do those? And do those? As we grow, it was like five or six years of Avengers. Like the kids started getting older and going, "This is really great," you know. And I was like, "Hey, we're actually getting fun. It's canceled." <laughs> That's how it goes. But uh, do you find yeah. like those types of hardcore revisions happen? earlier on in the in the show's life just because everyone's trying to figure it out like does that kind of process get a little bit easier the further you get into it because everyone kind of gets into their groove or does that happen a lot like every episode you know you have to go back and fucking oh no 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 we don't use the f word here i'm just kidding (laughs) no no we we won't have to do that uh you know that was just this was like yeah, the very first season, the very first episode, yeah. got to get it right. And for whatever reason, that slipped by. And or it was just maybe it was, uh, you know, it was like, yeah, maybe I don't know what the reason was. Uh, but whatever it was, that's that's like a, a, a once in a blue moon type of okay. situation. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like you're watching the animatic and reviewing it with the executives. And they're like, whoa, 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 we can't do this because, you know. Oprah so, Winfrey will be mad, or I don't know, whatever it is. You know. So you're saying you saying that reminded me of a question. I wanted to know, like, what it's like. I mean, and are you one of the guys making the decisions to pump up the gore, to pump up the blood? Like, are you doing that train scene, and it's like, uh, there, there more. could be more, more. more. I mean, do we need to see, see him step on the guy's hand and like there was, crush there him was, under that rock? There was clearly nobody. <laughs> They're saying maybe there should be less. <laughs> I mean, I, that's... I think if they were, they were a ghost, and we couldn't hear them <laughs> interact with them, so it didn't matter. But yeah, they were, might have been there. Please, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, definitely, I was pushing the gore. But also, it's funny because uh, Jay Baker, uh, he plus Micah Ganell's storyboards for that subway sequence. Uh-huh. And um, he'd also done the opening. He directed uh, 105, you know, with Titan. And that opening sequence, mm-hmm. once Titan burst through the door. God, so good, man. Dudes draped over his shoulder, <laughs> you know, with their rib cages exposed and just dead on him. And uh, he, there's a violent version of that animatic. Um, I actually have it up if you, if you want to see it. I could play it for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and I was like, Titan is kind of a good guy. You know, he's a bad guy, but he's got a heart of gold. And, you know, he doesn't like to kill. So, and he's, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. But I thought we were going for gore. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, just because we can say the airport doesn't mean we need to say it every sentence. Yes. You know, so. 
Which is interesting. You know, you say that and you're right. Like a lot of the kills in that scene are incidentals. Like there are people, they're ricochets. There's people getting crushed. There's things getting pushed into them. There's, there's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's my favorite (laughs) model too. Um, Nate, Nate Bellegarde. Bellegarde? Oh yeah. Bellegarde. He was our, our character, uh, co-character designer or uh, assistant character designer along with Do Hong. And um, they did awesome, you know, versions of like the incidentals, the, you know, the characters on the street or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Getting just blown to bits and, uh, you know, guts coming out and all that stuff. The guy with the gun in his head, um, the dude laying on the floor. That's like a, a Nate original. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Titan swoops the gun up and the dude's just laying on the floor. And, um, yeah, yeah, that, but the one dude that gets squished by <laughs> his his model sheet is is one of my favorites. His eyes are bugged out and a little bloody, and he's he's like this. Oh. You can't see it because he's so far away in the scene. You can't see the the, 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 the wonder that is that. <laughs> but, um, no, go, and, on, go ahead. Okay. So, anyways, as I was saying, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, G- Jay, then and, uh, what was was in, in 105? God damn, I was gonna say. Oh, okay, right, yeah, it's the opening. Uh, all those guys dying, and, and then oh, so the train sequence. There we go. Cut my train of thought back. Train, oh, train. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> first time. <laughs> he added so many, so much blood, and so many people, and uh, and he just made that sequence pretty much what it is but then they had to animate it maven had to animate it and i felt so sorry for him but please please forgive us please animate it animate it to your heart's content and give it back to us in a couple of months <laughs> and um they brought it back and it was it was phenomenal but there weren't enough people in the subway and there wasn't enough blood and there wasn't enough guts so then i turned to uh our assistant editor slash After Effects uh, pro, um, Zach Alves. And uh, I always thought it was Alves. He said, no, it's Alves. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, he, that guy added so much blood and guts. And he got guts from 102, you know, where all the people are exploding. Oh, know, yeah. yeah. Rays. And um, he just put them all in there. And so if you compare the key animation that uh, Maven just released today. Yeah, you know, I just saw that today. Yeah. If you look at the subway, you clearly see Omni-Man holding uh, Mark. And it's like, when you look at the final product, there's blood splat on the windows, there's blood and more pieces of people. And um, it's it's almost to my liking. But we ran out of time. I wanted him to go back and add even more, but it was like, we have other shots we need to get to. You want to die on this hill, Jeff? No. And um, so, but it was, it was pretty much perfect. Yeah, yeah. it was. Powerful as hell. Oh, yeah. How oh, much, yeah. how much um, interaction do you have in like the voice acting and the voice directing process? Are you a part of that? Uh, no, no. I, I could have been and I wanted to be. But like I said, man, I hopped onto this production and I was immediately behind time schedule, you yeah. know, uh, and it was all about getting us above water. And, uh, and and moving along, and Simon Brasiopo uh, was the one mm-hmm. handling all. Yeah, uh, and 
you know, he, it was great. He told me about uh, Walton Goggins and how Walton is not a voice actor. And he was going to record, like, you know, next week, you know, whenever it was, like back in 2018. And I was like, oh, God, I want to be there. I'm going to be there. And then I had my whole day was just scheduled, like meetings galore. And, and um, so I missed it. But um, he was saying, okay, so the hospital bed's over here. And, you know, so he would, like, I guess, like, like have to picture everything in that room and he'd walk around, he'd pace. He says, okay, all right, for 107, I think, yeah, I think it was 107. He was saying, you know, like, okay, they've been friends, right? He's betrayed. Well, I'm the man's betrayed. Oh, that's him. awesome. All right. He's like amping himself up, but I'm like, fuck, I wanted to be there so bad. Oh. I missed uh, Yeah, because I, I loved him uh, from uh, Justified. Uh, yeah. Kirkman and, was telling us yeah. that he had trouble standing at the mic he would always kind of like pace and walk away yeah. from the mic <laughs> yeah. he gave us trouble too man because that guy likes to sigh and the animators <laughs> would always have him go well ah. <laughs> 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 and so he'd get all these big open mouths and like oh shit yeah. um, but that was it was easy enough to fix but it was yeah. like God, there we go again. Hey, well, can you not say something? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Awesome. It was great. That's yeah, really I didn't great. Pick them either. You know, I was like, whoa, interesting. You know, I was thinking Ed Harris, you know, somebody like that. Mm. I mean, you're going to get all these awesome names. How about Ed Harris? Yeah. You might be a good uh, Thetis. Uh, Who knows? I mean, listeners will have already heard this, but literally an email that we're reading at the beginning of this episode, somebody calls out Ed Harris again. Oh yeah. Um, I, the yeah, reason why it's, I doubt is because I said Ed Harris when we were doing like our fan casting yeah. like years ago. I was like Ed Harris as like live action animated. I don't fucking <laughs> care. Like he, that's who he is. He would have been perfect. Yeah. But but yeah, Walter Goggins. Like he Walton, man, he, he was great. Walton. Walton. Yeah. yeah. Just keep yeah. directing, Jeff. Just keep perfect. directing me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the. I gotta. Notes. I gotta. I gotta ask. <laughs> so like, what's that? Or was that your right hand? Oh. <laughs> Which end? Which hand do I use? We'll adjust your. <laughs> all right, that's So, ha- ha- have you have you read all of Invincible? Have you gotten a chance to read it up? Hell, effing yes. But funny story about that. Yeah. So speaking of Walton, Go- uh, speaking of uh, Cecil. Um, <laughs> I had read all the way up. I, I, I forget the issue, but apparently I, I was waiting. Okay, so when did uh, Invincible end? Like 2018? Yeah. Yep. Right? February. And every Comic-Con I'd go to, I'd go up to the Image Skybound, right? And, I'd, and you know, I'd go. I'd be looking for Compendium 3 because I found Compendium 2 there one year. Yeah. And so, okay. And I wasn't keeping up, you know, before I'd go to comic book stores when I was younger all the time, every week, Comic Book Wednesday, and then it was like, okay, I read a wizard. Like, what's the trade that I should buy? Oh, the authority? All right, I'll buy that. You know, I just go and buy trades instead yeah. of all these comics, you know, boarding and all that. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so then it was just like, you know, somebody would tell me like, oh, man, you got to pick up this book. You know, like, oh, okay. You know, I kind of, you know, getting older, I'm not buying comics as much, but that doesn't matter. I've got friends that are older than me that still buy comics. A garage full. Uh, full. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I would have gone to Comic-Con that year and found Compendium 3 and go, 
I can finish the series now. So I hadn't finished the series when I started the show. And turns out I, I finished the series um, that Christmas break. We got a Christmas break, which I've never gotten before. <laughs> I was like, let me get a break. So I went to finish it. So I got Compendium 3 out. And I had gotten Compendium 3, 2, and 1 from the show. You know, that's one of the perks. And yeah. I was like, this is how Marvel should have been. You know, when you get hired to Marvel, right. welcome to Marvel. Here's You're doing an Avengers the- show. Here's everything. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's how it, you know, didn't work yeah. out that way. Um, but, uh, you know, so I got him and I read it. I started reading and then I had to go, wait, I don't remember this. But I remember this, but I don't remember it. So I'd have to go back a few issues. Ended up going all the way back. To all the, the way back. <laughs> and I read all the companions over my Christmas break. And I was uh-huh. sitting in, in a chair in the dining room, and I'm like, you know, like trying not to cry. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! You know, big leg ripping scene. I don't, you know, oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh my god! Just like fucking no, and just perfect. I, I it ended perfectly. I loved it, and uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. My point is, is that we were drawing. Cecil without a tie, you know, after Omnium oh. rips the takes the tie off. And yeah. I'm over Corey's shoulder, you know, and I say, oh, man, it'd be cool if we showed some of the scar tissue, you know, on his chest. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, have you even read the comic, Jeff? <laughs> 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 oh, shit, wait, what? Come on, man. Oh, no. And I'm like, thinking back my brain. What, what, what? I'm like, oh, shit. And, and then he tells me, and I'm like, I remember it as he's telling me, like, yeah. oh, right, right, he kept that as a reminder. Oh, spoilers for the show. You're good. He ever mentioned that, but. Um, oh, it's it's, this is all spoilers. Oh, yeah. Well, then, good. You're okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and so I felt like shit. And then Corey got to hold that over my head for the longest time, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. And then finally for that damn Christmas break, I was able. You ain't gonna hold that over my head no more, Corey Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and yeah, just perfect. And I I heard Robert say in an interview that you know, like he might want to continue the story even further. You know, if they even got there, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. Nominal as a fan to just like keep seeing it go. Yeah, yeah. right. Fucking amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's so many loose ends at the end there, in a good way. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of ground they can cover if they have the uh, if they have the runway, you know. Yeah, pretty cool. I was uh, uh, like just talking about invincible stuff now for a second. I was just flipping through some stuff, specifically the Invincible War, and it was the panel where, or it was a page where it's um, a bunch of them over the cities that they destroyed. And mm-hmm. did you notice that one of them looks just like Marky? What? Yeah, his costume is identical oh, you to mean, Marky. You mean like one the, of the alternate Invincible of, costumes? Yeah, one of the ultimate, oh, yeah, oh. or one of the the, the Invincible yeah. War ones. No. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> again, one of, one of Corey's designs that might have carried over a little bit. That's yeah, cool. you remember the, the Viltrumite little... Uh, Three dashes, yeah, yep. like the black flag kind of sort of mm-hmm. thing, and then uh, it's Green Ghost is wearing it on his shirt. Yeah, back when he's like barfing up the, the the jewel or the gem. Yeah, but 
Yeah, interesting. You know, yeah. just like, it was just one of those designs, and they they've mentioned that in in like letter sections and stuff like that. And it was just it ended mm-hmm. up being a design that Corey really liked or something like that, and it just ended up get, getting repurposed or something like mm-hmm. that. My headcanon yeah. is that uh, it was uh, Omni Man merch. You yeah, know. makes sense. He just liked it. He liked oh, it so yeah. much. That's a good point. Yeah. He's, a, he's a, yeah. a friend of his. Mm-hmm. So, having read the comic and worked on the show, obviously, what character would you say kind of resonates with you the most? Even if they're not in the animated series, even if it's just in the comic, or or either. Right, Omni Man. Yeah, like even yeah. as we're doing what we're doing in in one hundred and eight. I'm thinking, how are we going to redeem this guy? Yeah. That's the, the biggest fuck? question. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I hope it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, I, I love what season one was. I think season one was perfect. Um, I hope Robert doesn't stray too much, you know, like, like walking dead. Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah, and and I hope he takes his time, and yeah. you know, like like, yeah, I I was like, you know, you know, joking about Thrag coming in season fourteen, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, friends would say, well, you mean like season three, right? Like, no, you know, like I would say, yeah. you know, I don't want him coming in right away. I want to spend time here, you know. There's yeah. plenty to explore. Um, like within the comic and also, you know, kind of parallel the to the universe, comic, you know? Yeah. Um, like Robert mentioned that, uh, you know, Damien, you know, in hell and, and what's yeah. going to hell possibly, you so know, there's, there's, I cannot wait for that. There's just so yeah. much. It, it I, really is. I love too, that you said, you know, you're do you did the series and you did the finale and you're looking at it and you're like, how the hell are we going to deem redeem this guy? And I love the fact that that did not hinder you guys from just making it fucking from insane. It bloodier. Like, it's so, you're thinking it, that, and meanwhile, you're like, more blood. Having, yeah. having <laughs> known like where the story goes and knowing that he, that he eventually gets redeemed, it would be so easy to just be like, we got to kind of dumb it down a little bit because we, we don't want people to hate him. And you didn't go that direction at all, no. and it was perfect, no. and you shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah I, I have faith in him. Robert, you know, like he yeah. wrote that episode. And that was like my main goal was, like, for you know, got to make this guy happy. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, this guy happy. You get, you got to take, you got to make it as real as possible. And and when people like produce something to make a character redeemable, they kind of manipulate what they do to make it redeemable. I, I is what I'm trying to like. Just because someone, how can I how can I put this? It's it's more real to to make it so they're irredeemable, and that when they are redeemed, it's it's that much more impactful. Like I don't like feeling like like I'm watching something like oh he's going to be redeemed in, in a little while. Like they're 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 honing it back so he can be redeemed. They they wrote themselves into a corner. And it's going to be so much better when they fucking write mm-hmm. themselves out, and, you know, and they, you know, yeah. we've thought so much about this and like, the more I think about it, he's, he's not redeemed in the eyes of earth ever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there I said still, that last he episode. Is not, like he's, yeah. he never comes back to earth and he's never 
He's never welcomed you know, back. He's they're yeah, afraid of him, there, like they, as in, they should be. And when so, he's on Earth, he's there in secret. And so there are in, still people. Yeah, it's neighbor season. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah right. there are still people that hate Omni Man that have read the mm-hmm. comic to this day. Like the new readers that we have on, like my wife Liz is oh. one of them, and then, and then Brittany's another one. Brittany still hates Omni Man, whether or not he was redeemed in the comic. She still has her feelings well, about. I think. What happened, I think an important fair. thing about it is and like what they touch on in the comic and even so far in the show is like that is his world that's what he's known he's known it for thousands and thousands of years and when it gets to the point that he realizes that there is a better way a a viltramite way a a better way like then he changes but it was still fucked up it was still wrong what he did and you don't have to forgive him i mean you can still hate him for what he did but whether he changes or not I mean, that's up to you to decide whether he deserves the forgiveness. But, yeah, that's crazy. It's cool that 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 this can lead to these kind of conversations. I think yeah. it's awesome that even, like, in the production room, you're like, he's not – how can you redeem him? I don't understand how you're going to – and then someone's just like, you know, this is like he's just destroyed the planes, right? You didn't even get to, like, the city yet. And you're like, what city? What's going to happen next? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I think – most important like you know it's it's like the darth vader redemption you know this guy you know he, he yeah, blew up that's... a planet well grand moff dark blew it up he could have stopped him but you know he um, killed children when, younglings it's, it's like <laughs> oh right yeah that's 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 true forgot about women and guys. children but yeah the son you know the son loves him the his wife loves him you know yeah. she can't help she loves him she knows and and it's crazy like he's thousands of thousands of years old and this 20 years on earth changed yeah. him forever yeah. you know and and that's what i love like like you know in that that whole lesson that he's teaching mark is like he's trying to remind himself you know that like this is why i'm here you know like yeah look at these people like that's how i took it you know it wasn't mm-hmm. just like you know, it seems like he had forgotten why he was here, you know, and he's yeah. conflicted. And, and yeah, I thought, you know, it just, it all came together so beautifully. Um, yeah. And it's funny, um, the jet sequence, like just reminded me this little back, uh, uh behind the scenes info. Um, originally, uh, both of those jets fired their Itano circus of missiles, you guys familiar with that phrase, the tunnel circus? Was that the in? It was in the uh, Amazon X-ray or whatever. Like they talked about that. Oh, that. Yeah, that. yeah. I forget his first name. Um, yeah, but I forget. It, it, anime animator who you know came up with that awesome way of you know just the camera flying around, yeah. uh, following those missiles. Robert loves that shit, so he wrote that into the script. You know, really, that's and, cool. Uh, and so Will boarded those scenes uh, himself, uh, and uh, they were one after the. One after the other, both jets fired. You know, that first sequence, boom, he gets kind of on fire and then he goes, bam, he goes right through the other jet. And um, and then the other jet fires. And originally, this is how it was, was set up. And, uh, you know, it. and Robert saw it and was like, he crushes the pilot's head and he says, where's that other one? Oh. And takes off. And he's flying to the jet, and Mark comes out of nowhere and just knocks him, just like that. Yeah. And he says, Mark's still devastated down there, holding the headless guy that he just saved. And his dad takes off. There should be a whole new fight 
with this other jet, you know, trying to get it away, you know, uh, get away from Omni-Man. And I don't know if he actually literally was suggesting reboarding it I, and I, or what we ended up doing was Matt Sippel, the editor, um, and I, we, you know, said, well, let's just split it, to split it oh. apart. And all we had to do was flop two scenes, mirror two scenes to have Omni-Man and Steady went off in this direction and we changed it to go that direction and then Mark comes to this. So the second Itano Circus, the one that everybody was like, damn, look at that animation, because I was watching a lot of the reaction videos, um, you know, that looked really great. And, you know, when he comes up out of there, and he's looking mm-hmm. all like fucking evil god, like Fantasia, uh-huh. you know, or something. Um, there's no blood on his costume. There's no blood on him. I, mm-hmm. I noticed that shit, and it drives me crazy. I'm thinking, God, I hope nobody knows. Because there was from the helmet or from the, the pilot's head? I think, no, he still had uh, uh, Immortals blood on him from 107. Oh. oh. And he's got blood on him the entire episode. Yeah, you're right. Well, actually, you know, he goes under the water in the ocean that's when it all wipes off of him and then he gets more blood on him <laughs> yeah. from, from mark but anyway so so matt did his magic and edited all that shit mirrored the two scenes and it's seamless now and it's like this is how yeah. it always should have been and so yeah that was that was very uh it was that was a bit sick you know in the 11th hour it's like yeah but that's a great example of like you guys working as a team. I mean, you said it was Robert that suggested the style of the uh, of uh, uh, of the missiles, and then suggested yeah. that you know, well, Mark would be still sitting there, and then it's on you guys to then take it and then fix it somehow. And you could have got it reboarded and reanimated and anything, but you guys knew, okay, well, if we take these two, then we could spread those two, you know, moments out a little bit and give us that pause that we need, like. That's a prime example of work smarter, not harder. Like trying to figure – be like Batman and figure out how to make it work with what you have. And (laughs) I I can't believe that you like completely just redid a scene with stuff that you had in front of you. That's cool. And and I I definitely could not have picked that up. I love that scene. That that whole sequence is amazing and I would have never known. That's great. Yeah, you can can tell if you look closely. Omni-Man's bow is backwards. Interesting. Two shots. That's a joke. I was gonna say, can it be backwards? <laughs> I was like, was there a tear that you know that it's backwards? I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thankfully, actually, right? Thankfully. We did another one uh, like that in in 107, where, and I'm I'm like I'm watching it, and I'm saying, what was it boarded like this? Is this how we we sent it? Because, damn it, it was it was we cut to a mortal waking up and screaming, and where's Zombie Man? And taking mm-hmm. off. That's right. It was Mark sees dad, right? And he goes flying and he knocks a tooth out of the kaiju, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Bertha. I forget what her name was. Yeah. What was her name? <laughs> Old Navy. Get Old Navy out of the freezer. What was her name? No. What do you call oh, it? Hail Mary. Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. That was it. Old, Old Navy. Oh, Big Old Navy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he knocks a tooth out. Tooth. That didn't come out like I wanted, but hey, it was it, it was pretty damn close. You know, it didn't have the weight and scale with that mm-hmm. team coming in. Um, but dude, there was so much. These shows were so fucking huge. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's a it's a miracle. It's a it's a miracle. And, and, you guys and watch, I mean, you know? and you say it's but, so huge. I mean, like you've you've done you know a, a, a lot of animation, worked on a bunch of shows, hour long. 
is is crazy, right? Like yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Is it, is it, it is. as crazy as it sounds? And and. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I saw it in your eyes when you said you were like, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was really crazy. And, and real quick, um, don't let me forget to get back to that. How crazy it was. Um, okay. But uh, no, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about how crazy. It was. Okay. All right. The great thing was, is, you know, and I, I watched like a ton of the reaction videos, you know, and, um, you know, and I saw some people talking about, you know, all the CG people in the background are real distracting, you know, and, or, you know, these backgrounds are CG and these are painted and, you know, what's going on here, you know, and, and but for the most part, people just enjoyed the show yeah. because the story, the story, the script was so freaking good. The actors were so fucking good. You know, um, and that kind of those kind of shortcuts allowed us to give you this series, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, don't look at the guys in the cafeteria, you know, when, <laughs> when Mark and William were talking, you know, please don't. If you if you look at those people, you know, it's like and, and that's what I do in movies. You know, I look at extras. I'm like, God, that guy's looking right at the camera. What an ass. Yeah. You know, he's doing the whole scene for me. And like, and my wife's like, well, look at the main characters in front of you, and it won't yeah. be ruined for you. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. But um, you know, I can't help it. That's my eye goes to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if if it if it wasn't for that, like, you know, like the Flaxen invasion, um, yeah. it wouldn't we wouldn't it wouldn't have the scale, and it would still be being produced. You know, wow. And a lot of animators would have you know jumped out the window. Yeah, <laughs> ran for the hills. Like I'm done with this shit. My hand's dead. Sorry. Yeah. Draw all the and I like characters. I like that you're comparing it to extras in the in 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 a movie or on set. You know, like they're, you know, sometimes you just that they're things that you need to do. They're the shortcuts that you need to take for it to get done. You know, you know, like you you can criticize a you know you know, action movies or sci-fi movies. And then every now and then you'll see a sci- a, a, a scene of CG where it's like, Ooh, that didn't look so good. And it's like, well, you know, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're not happy with it. I'm sure they had a rush. I'm sure there, there was restraints or whatever. I mean, we, it needed to be done and that's what it is. And that's just part of it. It'd be funny yeah, if there yeah. was like one flax on that was looking straight up into the camera. Jeff <laughs> 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 was like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of which, goddamn it. Um, no, never mind. Um, yeah, but right. anyway, back to Immortal waking up and ripping his collar off in 107. Mm. Like Mark hits the kaiju, the tooth goes, and then we cut to Immortal waking up, and he flies, and then we cut to Mark catching Omni Man and saying, "It's time for a team up. Let's mm-hmm. do it." And then they fight, and and. And then you hear Omni Man screaming after the kaiju, you know, takes Mark, and and it was like, what the hell's going on here? And then we ended up rearranging those scenes, and it was, it worked in the animatic, it, it worked. But then when we saw it animated, it was like, wait a second, this should be like this. And it was just, it was a simple fix of just taking a scene here and that one there, and and it's seamless. And mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I need to check that. <laughs> to see if that was how it was, but anyway, that huh. episode was 
phenomenal. And I don't know why I went back to that. Ep- that episode seven is crazy. I mean, you mentioned episode six being like a horror, yeah. you know, and seven is just so intense. That's another thing a, a listener wrote in about. Like, it's it's it, it, everybody is like, you know, not breathing and pacing around the room while they're watching this episode. It was it was great. Yeah, it was like a chase scene. It was like yeah. a chase scene that just didn't stop for an hour. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, uh, that was, uh, that was a real fun one. And, uh, that's another one too, where, uh, where after effects, uh, we plus, uh, the scene where, uh, you know, the, uh, tech troopers, the camouflage tech troopers are shooting an Omni man oh. and just Zach, uh, again, he just added thousands of bullet holes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's, if you can see those back to back, you go like, oh, shit, man. Yeah, they plus the hell out of this. And, um, yeah, because all those bullets ricocheting off on me. And also, want to watch that the way it was meant, the way Vinton had envisioned it. to Ramstein. Ramstein? That song, Ramstein. So just mute it and play Ramstein. Do host. Do host? No, it's just... It's it's the self-titled Ramstein. Oh, Ramstein. okay. When it, when the beat drops, when the door explodes, when the the female tech trooper goes out and twisted around, yeah. and then it, we're perfect right when he comes through the the window in the wall. It, it says Ramstein, <laughs> <laughs> and then our awesome composer he he aped that song a bit. Really, you know, the the you know the feel of it. You know, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm going to have to pull it up and listen to that and sync it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, speaking of music, did you have anything to do with like, obviously a post post-production, the music, like the songs that they did from like artists, like artists, like the album of season one of invincible was so well done. You, you talked about uh Titan um, crashing through the, through the doors, that whole scene, like, how music is used in in season one was Both so in the incredible. beginning and the end of that episode too. Yeah, how it comes back. back. It's, but not just that. Like throughout the whole season, music was yeah. was like a character in the show. It was it was used so well. Um, did you have anything yeah, to do was, with? Yeah, I, I was involved in that with Simon and uh, Justine von Winterfeld. Yeah, he's got the best last name in the business. She does. And, um, <laughs> she would give us a list of songs. You know, she'd do her homework and watch the show. And like, I think these songs really fit. That's and so uh, awesome. a lot of times it was like perfect, you know, like and then some of them we were like thinking like, um, you know, when the Guardians are fighting the Maulers, um, we were looking for a song for there and none, no song worked. Yeah. You know, so said, oh, let's just, John can do something. Here. You know, I'm not sure enough he did. Um, the big one was, uh, you know, oh, and Cage the Elephant. Oh yeah, my gosh, band yeah. I am not familiar with at all. Oh, we but, love them. You know, that was a song that, that, that we picked for that, and there was so many songs we went through. And I wanted an Andrew W.K. song for that so bad. Really? <laughs> oh, Andrew W.K. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's just so, like, inspiring hopeful you know uplifting you know his songs always go 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 yeah. and um and i pitched it and you know like simon was like hey, okay he's kind of you know 2000s early 2000s but he's got to just came out you know and he did at the time and um but i was wanting a song off of like his first album or second uh but anyways 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I was, you know, uh, uh, it was us three, you know, picking the songs. And, oh, that's uh, so cool, man. You know, if, like Simon wanted uh, a Gary Newman song for, instead of the Ramstein, you know, for okay. seven. Gary Newman, you know, cars here in my car. No. It was a pretty good song, but I was like, yeah. going from Ramstein to Gary Newman, I don't know. it's like let's give it to john and john of course knocks it out of the park the um the run uh, the jewels with the maulers thing is brilliant too i love that yeah bringing run run the jewels back so many times yeah yeah that was simon's idea like let's just do run the jewels for all the maulers and it worked out worked out pretty good uh actually yeah really and um yeah the the big one though the big one that was, I was always against, and I'm not, you know, I, I know that it probably could have worked, but I was always against it. And I thank Crom, Crom below. Thank you. <laughs> they, they, I prayed to him. I'd never prayed to him before, but I prayed to him over this. And um, so he made it happen. It was uh, Lou Reed, um, a perfect day. That, uh, Simon loved it and i knew that it worked i knew that it worked but i didn't like it and robert liked it too he was like yeah let's let's get it and it had just been i don't know if i'm speaking out of turn here but um i think i might be um uh but uh inside uh from a certain person with a great last name um was like ah they used it for this other show and the and the Lou Reed Foundation or whatever uh, that sold it was upset because of how, you know, the scene that was it was used over. Got it. You know, subject matter. It was just like, yeah. and ours was pretty damn cool because, dude, it, it was like Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz, you know. It, oh. it, it lined up perf. And cool. but still, I just was like, mm-hmm. and, and it was great because Robert had always said, like, it's either a song or silence. And we went to wow. the silence, and fuck, man, that was the way to go. Can so, you say what scene that was? Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. It was the death of the Guardians. Oh, uh, oh I, my I, God, I, really? Silence, silence, was, silence was the best part of that. Yeah. It was, we literally called it, I called it out, like, when the three of us watched it together. I was like, no music throughout that whole scene, no music in the credits it was. It had to have been done that way. It was. Perfect. That's crazy because we've we've talked a lot about that. Even talking to Robert Kirkman about it, like we loved the fact that there was silence in that moment. That's it's that's because, that's great. It's because music. I feel like it kind of bails you out of that emotion, and you have to when sit you there don't with that. Have you have, that, to, you have yeah. to hear those. That when yeah. you don't have that music there, you 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 feel it more. It's more realistic. It's it, you you relate to it more. Oh man, I'm so glad that it didn't work out <laughs> the way. It, like, I, it did because it like did work the, out perfectly. I feel like if I just had like every song in the world on shuffle and I just listened to it during that scene in the background, I bet you there would be a song that would just feel so fucking awesome there. And it wouldn't even maybe, have to be like a rock maybe. song. It would just have to be like, but yeah, man, the silence. Because you can hear like War Woman's Hammer and was like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. 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 I think that was the best decision uh ever <laughs> and uh <laughs> but at the time we were trying out songs you know like justine yeah. would, would get songs but then it was like you know i'd be thinking hmm, let's see here 
You know, yeah, like, right. what about Knock Em Dead Kid by Motley Crue? And I'd call up Scott, you know, up in Vancouver and so just put Knock Em Dead to it, man. Can you do that? And like five minutes later, he'd, like, he'd send me the quick time. I'd be That's like, cool. yeah, this is wrong, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got that somewhere on my computer. But, you That's know, fun. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's fun trying stuff out, you know, to see what sticks throwing up against the wall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. I got to say, it's been like this last, you know, year or so has been so great getting to meet people. I mean, we've we've been talking about Invincible and I mean, not even just with this podcast, but together for so many years. It's been really cool getting to meet people and talk with people that it was literally their job to deal with it and, and be around Invincible. So it's been fun. And, and, you know, it's always cool listening and talking to you guys and getting a little bit more of a uh, inside look on you know what went into it so i really appreciate the time uh you spent on it obviously and the and the work you put into it the show is amazing we obviously love it a lot uh and also the time you spent with us today yeah man thank you thanks for having me this was great you guys are all wonderful people except you bill i'm kidding you're the rest. <laughs> you know so many people say it that it's got to be true style. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Thank you once again, Jeff, for joining us on the show. We had a great time chatting and we hope all of you enjoyed it as well. So we have uh, one more thing that we wanted to bring up. We didn't get a chance to bring it up during our uh, listener letters section, but we had another message. TJ, you got one from... You did. Who was yeah, it? Yeah, so I'm going to... I, I apologize to <laughs> however you say your name, but I'm about to butcher it. Uh, Murad Erzing... Erzing Cleo Glue. It was in clear glue. That's not real. My radar is in clear glue. <laughs> uh, uh, he did this awesome thing where he it's went amazing. through the animated series um, and he looked at the Flaxen Dimension and he um, took what they were saying about the Flaxen Dimension, the fact that they said like, oh, you know, a, a couple days for us but decades for them. And mm-hmm. he took that uh, and he also went into the comic series and took – certain things that they said about the Flaxen Dimension in the comic series. And he broke down and did the math of how long it takes like Earth time to Flaxen time. Yeah. So for the animated series, he figured it out. And it's for every one day on Earth, it's 10 years in the Flaxen Dimension. That's for the animated series. For every day on Earth, it's 10 it's years. It's a decade. In the Flaxen Dimension. That's in the Flaxen Dimension. Yeah. And in so the comics, what I liked was, but him bringing up Nolan when he went, he mm-hmm. was there, you know, while they finished eating their dinner for about a half hour, he was actually there for um, 75 Six. days. Yeah. Three months, three ish yeah. months. Just fucking shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, again. Yeah, which again, plays into the beard and like, yeah, I can see that. That's about right. Mm-hmm. And then for yeah. the, and he did it again for the comic book too, based on what? Amanda said, in the comic, and, "Yeah, in the comic book, it ended up being um, for one day, like two point two years, mm-hmm. like two years and two months, yeah. ish. And the way he breaks it down is is very, like he took the time to do this and yeah. he did it right, and it, it it looks really good. And uh, we'll be putting it up on our uh, our Invincible Facebook page, so you can go over there while you're there." 
give us a follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can check it out there and he really breaks it down and it's very cool. So check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, before we outro here, any other major things? The um, uh, I'm still watching Final Space. Bill, you're not caught up yet, so we can't not talk yet. about it. But I'm caught up. It's very good. It's a good. It's a good show. Uh, Bo Burnham's special was amazing. I was, was really good. It was. Yeah, it's something. It's a lot. It's something. But it's, it's it's something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also. So we talk about Radiant Black. We talk about yes. how good it is. Uh, four was awesome. Five, four was so. If you read four, if you're reading it, if you're not reading it, please, please do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and read it. If you are reading it and you thought four was good, like it just keeps getting better. From what we know, from what we like, we had Kai on the show. He told us a, a few things here and there. We had him on the show back in December of last year. Mm. We know some stuff. And if, if what we think is going to happen is happening in five, like it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Please check out five because if you thought four was good, five is going to be great. Yeah. Can, can I can I say something, please? Can mm, I just say no, something? no, Bill, no, no, no. You're not allowed. <laughs> All, All right. right. If you want to uh, be a part of the show, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, thanks again to Cameron Kennedy and Wyatt Lane for the. Uh, awesome intro and Wyatt Lane again for the music that is playing right now. Uh, and you can, yeah, I think I think I got it all covered. Wyatt Lane, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify. Go check out his music. He's an awesome guy, great Invincible fan, and all around good dude. Our um, next episode, our next episode comes out one month. We are back to a monthly schedule, ladies and gentlemen. If uh, if there's a major announcement or something huge that's worth talking about, we'll do something. But in between episodes, we'll try and do more things like, hey, we got the episode two watch along that we'll probably do sometime this month. We're coming up on um, about a month since the previous one. So we'll be looking at doing that in a couple weeks or so. Um, we've got ideas for other small videos. Hopefully we'll do a live stream or something like that. Not ruling all those out. Um, so we like to try and keep things you know, active in the bean, in the meantime. But we're at the point now. Yeah, I know. That one sounded funny. <laughs> that was a good one. In the bean time? <laughs> in the bean time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right it's time to stop let's wrap it up have yep. a good have a good one guys i'll see you later bye bye, bye.
or here uh, uh, or maybe here <laughs> <laughs> 